Hey, good morning. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours, where we come together to answer your questions or have any discussion you'd like to have regarding to MagnaWave, PEMF, uh, any types of healing services that you're dealing with. If you'd like to talk about it, I'm here and we're ready to uh, talk about you, about anything that, not about you, but about anything that you might like to discuss. So we're here. If you'd like to uh, talk with us, there's a way to uh, send me a text and I'll call you back. If you're listening to us on CastBox, you can hit the phone icon and come in and we can talk to you there. If you'd like to call me on um, uh, Facebook Messenger, you can do that as well. That typically works out pretty well. Uh, we have a couple of things to discuss. I have someone who's called in ready to have a conversation about uh, treating a, uh, a yearling with some potential issues, and we'll call her and talk about that. And so if you have a question, uh, please send me a text to 502-599-9722. And as I said, I will give you a ring back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is that you might like uh, to talk about this morning. A couple of things. I had a, a call and I had a conversation earlier this morning with a gentleman who's talking about the, some different uh, questions about the wavelength and the signal, the type of signal that's generated with our device and how that fits uh, with things going on uh, in other devices and so forth. And uh, basically the question was, is it a sawtooth wave? Is it a square wave? Uh, how is it generated? And what kind of power comes out of the ports that's delivered uh, to the coil? And what is the underlying signal uh, that is produced with the uh, uh, digital machines, i.e. the uh, the semi-3 or the semi-5? What is the underlying signal? And I basically would want to address that. The semi-5 and the semi-3 have digital controls that run on the semi-3, high, medium, and low, on the semi-5, one through five, in terms of the settings that are available. And then behind that is a signal that's in the Schumann resonance area, the 10, seven to 10 hertz delivery time uh, in the background. And that's there all the time. There's basically two machines in those digital machines. One machine that delivers the low background signal, the Schumann resonance all the time. And then the, the machine that you control with one through five or low, medium and high on the, on the controls. The reason for that is there's a lot of talk about the lower power, the lower um, uh, Hertz level um of signals that are conducive to the healing process. Dr. Dennis said that in a NASA study, that those types of signals tend to feed a little more energy to the healing process where the higher voltage signals work to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, uh, and make it, uh, initial comfort and that type of thing, which is also important to the healing process. So on those digital devices, you get both of those signals uh, featured that are delivered to you. And that's pretty much how it works is that the one signal is in the background all of the time. If that provides any questions for you or something you'd like to talk about that. Uh, the Vestiduel already also has that signal in the background and the higher powered device uh, devices, the, the new Mayas and those devices will have that as well going forward. But uh, in the in the Semi-3, the Semi-5, the Vestiduel, they all have basically the two machines uh, in the one package. Also, as you know, the new Maya Duo is out. That is two high-powered machines in the same case. And the uh, I don't know if there's a name for it yet, but it's coming out this week. Uh, and it's going to be the Julian Duo. It may be just that, the Julian Duo, that will have two devices uh, in the case um, available for, for total uh, independent use. 
uh, in the whole range from the highest power to the lowest power. Uh, the Julian Duo, the, the Maya Duo uh, are, are available to you uh, at this point. So you have questions about those, send me a text, give me a call if you're on CastBox, or if you'd like to talk with me, just let me know and we'll do that. We do have a caller talking about working on a yearling coat, colt with some kidney issues. So let me see if I can bring her online and we will see what she has to say and what we can address. And there's another one coming in. So we're going to have a couple of them. Hi, Pat. Thanks for the call. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good as I can be in a cooped up type of situation. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm masking my hair pretty well. I, I'm needing a haircut pretty bad, pretty badly. And uh, I get yeah. that tomorrow, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough. So we'll see how that goes. How can I help you? What's your question? Well, I've been treating a horse that uh, he's a yearling one blood that this gal imported from um, Holland, and he's a sweet horse. But apparently, during quarantine in LA, he was not um, given the best of feed, and his kidneys have really suffered. And now the vet here at Washington State University has uh, determined it to be potentially a genetical type kidney function issue. So I'm just wondering how best to treat that. I've done some research and I didn't really see anything really um, definitive. Like, do I treat right over the kidneys? We treated him one time just for 20 minutes on the lowest setting with the big equine loops over his withers and the back. But I didn't want to really get over his kidneys because I wasn't sure yet. Well, I mean, you, I, I've heard two questions in there. At first, they were talking about it could be a situation that that arose uh, during the quarantine, whether it's through feed or what's going on, that could have caused some problems with the kidney with the kidneys. Or now we're thinking that it could be genetic. And in, in the case, um, uh, certainly the the case that would come from food or some other type of problem that requires healing. Uh, I would certainly do what you did, a full body. To treat over the kidneys is not a problem. Uh, that, that You're not going to do anything wrong by treating over the area of the kidneys. You may be more cautious as to if there's pain involved there or discomfort as to how much energy you provide to the area. But to be directly over the kidney or dealing around the kidney, this should not be an issue in a, in a case that is... Um, uh, caused, if you will, that there is a there is a cause to the case. When we go genetic, okay. uh, it's a it's a different situation. Even though it's genetic, there are things that go on: inflammation, uh, pain, so on and so forth. So maybe because it's genetic, we can't change it. We can't make it so it's going to heal. Uh, but we can certainly provide comfort to the area, to the animal, uh, to the person that has that type or small animal that has that type of situation. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, even yeah, though it's genetic, yeah. uh, it, 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 the pain is there. The discomfort is there. The problem is there. And, and so can we stop it? Probably not if it's genetic. I always say that if it's anatomical, when we're dealing with something, you can, you can provide relief, but can you provide change unless you change the anatomical situation? If you can alter the genetic deal, then you can 
provide a situation and things go on differently. But that's very difficult to do. If you got a spur on your ankle or your foot or a spur on a horse, unless you get rid of the spur, the discomfort is always going to return, always going to be okay. there. So uh, that's so the, that's I the two ways of looking at it. I need to know definitively if it was caused by the bee or if it's genetic. Yeah, I mean, then, although um, although to provide comfort doesn't make any difference. Right. So the treatment would be the same, but the potential outcome and the expectation would change. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and and that that that's something that it's always good to figure out. That goes back to I've talked about over the years, and this would again apply to people, small animals, or horses, or large or large stock. Uh, if you treat once and you see an improvement, and you treat again and you see more improvement, that's what you're looking for. But if you were to work on a on a client and you treat them four, five, six, seven times, and nothing happens nothing changes, then there's something else going on. There's something that we can't get to for whatever reason. It could take a longer number of treatments or it could take a change in genetics or a genetic issue or a something to change the anatomic the anatomical issue that we're dealing with. Okay. Okay. That gives me a lot of um, stuff to work with. Then. That's perfect. Thank you. So anything much. else? Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Um, that was just my biggest concern recently. Um, oh, maybe one question. Um, because we're not doing the full-on MagnaCon this year, um, is there any? Is there going to be any like specials on product or anything? Yes. I was thinking of of getting a um, Zoom paddle for my seventy-five and a hoof box, but I'm. Well, I was thinking maybe I'll wait and see if there's going to be any specials. There aren't going to be specials. It's going to be just like the regular MagnaCon. Uh, there will be specials that will be presented during the, uh, so that's a good point. Uh, you, it, it's worth waiting for a couple of weeks, or maybe you could ask, hey, I understand there's going to be a special. Write the office and see what that special is going to be if you want to go ahead and get it now uh, for a particular item or something. But there will be specials uh, during MagnaCon and special offers, giveaways, the whole nine yards. Great. Okay. Great. Looking forward to it. Thank All right. So send, much, send, your send your email to support at Magnolia PEMF to be entered to win today's grand bag. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Good questions. And I hope the uh, uh, Carly's got a question. Uh, let me bring her up here and see what we can talk about. Uh, she's treating a dog and has a question about that. So let's bring Carly up and see what kind of questions she may have for us this morning. Hello. Hey, Carly, Pat Zimmer here. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You have a question. Um, I do. So I've been working on um, this dog. He's like, I don't know, about 85 pounds, and he's about 10 years old. Um, I've been working on him for three weeks, one time a week. Um, in his back leg, he has like an unknown injury that he's not really using his, his hind leg. And so I've been doing... I kind of switch it up each week so he doesn't get used to it. So I'll do the first week I did a full body where I did up by his neck with the large loop and down and then both legs. And then the second week I did the same thing except for I used the butterfly loop on the injured leg to try to target that. Mm -hmm. um, and then last night I did the large loop on his body and then I did the butterfly loop on both legs compromising a lot of the weight on the other leg mm -hmm. but he's not really seeing much of a difference and he I mean it sounds like it's an ACL he hasn't 
ruled it out yet. Um, he was on some kind of inflammatory meds for 10 days prior to me starting, and it just, I mean, it didn't really do much. So, but because he's 10, he's not sure if he's going to go ahead with a surgery anyway. Um, so he's not really seeing much of an improvement. So I didn't know if there was anything that I could do differently to kind of help boost it. I mean, I did a little bit longer on the, the bad leg yesterday, so I did 15 minutes on the bad leg when I was usually doing 10. Um, but I don't know. I, is there anything so, I need to, or is there, should I be doing it like in, um, like every four days instead of every week kind of thing? Okay. So let me ask, um, uh, 10 years old, 85 pounds, hip issue, um, and when you treat, do you see any immediate relief? See, it's hard to tell because he falls asleep during the treatments and doesn't get up when it's done. <laughs> so I should be able to see how he's walking before I leave. Um, that's a good point. I didn't even like, think about that. I would try to do that. I would try to find out if he's sleeping when you leave. Uh, so you're getting a good relaxation type of situation. Right. And then, and then, and when he gets up, if after you leave, he gets up and, and the, the, my question deals with initially, as soon after, the, do they see some improvement maybe for the evening that the next okay. morning it's kind of gone. I mean, that, that's, that would be the question I would ask if they do, okay. if that's what's happening, then your, your question about shortening distance between treatments, it, it's possible at a, at his age, at the animal's age that you, you treat. And then if it's seven or eight days before you get back, we're not getting ahead of the problem. Right. If, if right. in fact there is some improvement initially that goes away in 24 hours or 30 hours, 36 hours, then you need to try to be back before it starts regressing. Correct. Okay. Uh, that would be the question there. If they're not seeing any change, then the only thing I would recommend at that point, if you could do a couple of two or three days in a row, it could take mm -hmm. more treatment initially in a row, three treatments in a row, and then stop and see how the animal does for a week and, okay. and, and that type of thing. So it's, it's, it is, it's just a matter of getting ahead of it. We're really not sure at this juncture what it takes to get ahead of it. And as right. you know, quite often when, when you treat a person, they stand up and they say, right now, my back is better. Well, after the first yeah. treatment, it may in four or five hours later, it may not be better. But if you treat them right. a second time, then it's better for a longer period of time. So that's, okay, that's that what often sense. we're dealing with. So you really haven't been able to narrow that down yet. And, and right. that would be my question. Number one, when the animal gets up or is ready to go as soon as possible after the treatment, is there some improvement? Okay. Uh, and, and then one or two things, treat more often for a few days and then see what happens because you got to try to find it quite often. That would probably very well be the case when you're dealing with the age, one treatment's just not doing it. And, right. I and, mean, I have the soul and I've been having it at, at the, pretty much the highest intensity. I mean, he's, he's handling it great. It's just, you know, I mean, yeah. And, and it, I just need to go. Exactly. Forward. And, and so it, 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 your machine provides ample power to do what you might want to have happen uh, in this type situation. It could just be okay. that you're, you know, it, it's like, it's like scraping paint off the house. You can take right. it, you can take a scraper and you can get the little blister off, but if you don't chip away at where the blister was, there's still loose right. paint. 
And, and so you got to get beyond that. You got to might, you might have to clean an area that's, that's twice as large in order to get a good coat of paint at that point. Same thing. Uh -huh. If, if, uh, if your 20 minutes that you're treating needs to be 50 minutes twice, then that's what you maybe look at. But those are the options that I would approach. And I would say at this point, if it's a new customer and they need to have a discussion about that and they want to hear someone talk, tell them about that, I'd be happy to do that, either in a okay. recording or on the phone with them, that type of thing. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, support at Magnawave PMF to be entered for the drawing. Oh, okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Bye-bye couple of very good questions there. And uh, that is quite often the case. It's just a situation where uh, you just don't have an idea uh, what's going on. And, and I'll tell you, I'll just explain to you, you know, I've talked to you about my personal dealings with prostate and all that stuff over the years and uh, allergies and how, how those uh, things affect. In the last month and a half, so we've, we've been back home now for about a month and um, just about almost a month to a day or two. Um, all of a sudden, I started experiencing a few spells of dizziness at various times, uh, particularly when I would go to bed in the evening, I would have a little dizziness. And so I got to thinking about that. Gee, I had that five or six years ago and it was allergies, just the way it affected my inner ear and all of that. So I had an inhaler and I started using my inhaler and I started taking uh, Claritin D. And um, all of a sudden, a period of time later, uh, I start having some issue uh, with my relieving myself and my prostate and so forth. And I, I think, oh my gosh, uh, this has been five years. I need to call my doc. I need to go to my doc. Incidentally, I was due for a six month checkup so uh, that I do every six months. And so did my blood work, went to see the doc. Uh, talk to them, explain the the issue that I was having with relieving myself and and so forth. And so she's the doc says to me, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I've got been having this allergy and I get a little dizziness when I have that. So I'm doing a, a, uh, um, a, a inhaler um, and I'm taking Claritin D. And uh, and she said, well, your PSA was up and, and you are a bit inflamed, which is always pleasant. And um, uh, and so but you just answered the question for me. It's probably the Claritin D. Claritin D in, in a man at your age can have a situation where it causes some inflammation in that area, causes your PSA to be higher, causes you to have some uh, problem with relieving yourself. And, and, that, and that could very well be it. So let's go out six or eight weeks and do this again, because I always want to be careful in, in what I'm doing. In a matter of, so I, I, I came home and I told Debbie, I said, Didi, this is what, what's going on. So I'm going to stop the Claritin D, which I did yesterday. And today it's different. So it, a lot of times we don't know what affects what's going on. And, and I'd had over the last few days, because I treat myself all the time for my prostate uh, to, to stay ahead of that situation, uh, but it wasn't working like it always did. And, and I was, hmm, what's, what's the problem? But yet I had noticed over the last three weeks, there was a few days that everything was kind of normal. Then as I got tracing yesterday, there were days that I missed my clarity. So the next day I'd be okay. I'd be better. And, and so 
All those things factor into what we're doing. And that's the case with our animals, with our clients, with, with everything going on. We gotta be able to number one, analyze the full situation. Is it genetic or is it something that's caused by an accident or a problem or food or diet or whatever it is? And then we need to best approach how we uh, approach the body to improve blood flow and improve blood oxygenation to help those situations heal themselves. And, and so that's what we often deal with in those uh, types of situations. So I learned something myself every day. I thought, ah, oh, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> well, I don't know that. I'm not a, I'm not a doc. The, the doc that I was talking to was like, ding dong, here's the answer. Quit taking Claritin D and come back and see me in six weeks. Uh, number one, I was very happy and relieved. Number two, I just quit taking the Claritin D last night and things are better. So uh, that's how things go. If you have a question, uh, please send me a, uh, you can come in and uh, send me a text 502-599-9722. I will call you back and we can have a discussion. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me on CastBox, you can do the same thing. You can dial that number and I will call you back and we will hear it on CastBox as well. Or you can hit the phone icon on CastBox and I will talk with you directly on CastBox and the folks on the, on the uh, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn side of the house and you will hear it as well uh, at the same time. 502-599-9722. If you have a question, put it in the uh, box. Uh, Lane's with us this morning. Hey, Laney, how are you? Uh, uh, let's see, is Dr. Amanda with us or is she? Oh, no, that's, oh, that's my banners. Never mind. Let me go to comments. Looking at the wrong thing. Here we go. Um, morning, Janet. Morning, Sandy. Carly. Let's see, Larry's with us, Sophia. Larry has a question. Do you recommend using low intensity on my soul for the pain and inflammation relief? <clears throat> I would use the intensity, Larry, that you're comfortable with. Again, let me read his question. Do you recommend using a lower intensity on my soul for the pain and inflammation relief? The answer is you can use the lower intensity, uh, but you may need to use it a little longer. I would use whatever intensity you're comfortable with. And, but I need to know what the, the pain is that you're dealing with. And so as, as you approach it, if you if it's you or someone that you're dealing with and it's pain in their shoulder, uh, I would use whatever intensity they're comfortable with. And, and, and comfort is the key. And you always have to be cautious. Someone may say to you, oh, boy, that feels great. Turn it up. That's not comfort necessarily. They're just feeling the, the pain. It's like a deep tissue massage. It may feel good to have somebody really getting deep into your tissue, but you might be sore afterwards before you feel better. So comfort is the key. So I, I wouldn't say that, oh, I got to get rid of my inflammation. I want to use a low intensity. That's not the case. You use the intensity that, that you're comfortable with. The, the primary differences, and I had this conversation again this, this morning with a gentleman who was asking me some questions about the, the, all the studies where it says, is it a square wave or use it at 10 hertz or 40 hertz or 30 hertz or whatever it is. And my answer was, there are thousands of studies out there dealing with PEMF. And if you were to categorize them as to different frequencies, different types of signals, different types of equipment and so forth, you're gonna see that across the board, there's a million different variances, but they all kind of work. The biggest difference typically is speed. And if you have a low intensity or a low power device, you, you don't feel it and the, t the, the treatment lengths are longer, 
The, re the attainment of the results you're looking for is longer to come or slower to receive. Whereas when you have a higher powered device, you can, you can reach the, the, the result that you're looking for more rapidly. Now, if, if, if your pain is such that oh, I've got this pain and I don't like it, but I'm willing to, to take a few months to get rid of it completely, then you're good. Use whatever you want. And all because most of these devices, they're, you know, always off. Obviously, there are people that produce things that really aren't up to snuff. But as a rule, most of the PMF devices that are out there are, are good and they all work. It just comes down to how quick you want it to work, how, how long you want the result to last. And then your cost, certainly, if you're comfortable with a particular cost as compared to another cost. But so if, if you want a low intensity, it's going to take longer. If you want a higher intensity, and more energy, you can achieve what you're looking for in potentially a shorter period of time. So that, that's the primary difference there. Let's see if there's any other questions. We do have some new comments. Um, I actually limp and stumble often. And well, that's not good, Larry. You need to, I would try, I would treat at a, at a little higher intensity, uh, pain in your groin and hip. Um, so, so how are you treating your groin? That's one question I would have, how you're approaching it. A uh, couple options there to, to treat the groin. Certainly you could sit in a chair and place the large loop over your groin and over whichever hip, it, whichever side it's on. You could take the large loop, put your leg in the loop and bring it up to where the loop is actually circling around your hip, if you will. And so it would be going, if, if, if this is your hip and you bring the loop up like this, you can't see that very well, but the loop is, is kind of around here. You're going in this type of direction uh, into the hip, then you maybe do that. I would go with a little more intensity. Now, if it's if you're not comfortable at that, Larry, if it's bothering you, then when you turn the intensity up, then, then don't do that. Now, there is an option. You can take and put a, I would say, if you have that type of situation, take a very, uh, maybe put a towel. Take a towel and fold it up to maybe where it's an inch thick and place it over your hip like that. Lay the large loop or the butterfly or the paddle on that. And then you can run the energy higher because by separating it from the body, you're actually lowering the intensity, but you're putting a massive amount of inner energy into the area. So and that that's a, that brings me to a, 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 a comment about that when you when you're talking about amounts amounts of energy. If you can put a, a, a massive amount of energy in, even if you cut it in half to make it more comfortable, you can you can run it higher. For example, on the digital machines, uh, you it may take on the I'm going to talk about the Maya with ten settings, one through eight. And if you took that the digital and your max machine and you stood them next to each other. And I'm not trying to sell one or the other. I'm just trying to explain the difference between the digital signal and the uh, analog signal. So if you took the analog machine, the max, and you began to turn it up and let's say you got the, the, the knob a quarter of the way up and it was more intense than you were comfortable with. And then you put the digital machine on the same spot and began to ramp it up. And let's say instead of stopping at four, or, or three, whatever is a, a that's a third. You would go up to a seven or an eight before it became a little uncomfortable. Well, so people would say, "Well, I have to turn it higher to feel it." But think about this: it's more comfortable because of the way the signal is delivered, and you're actually putting more energy into the area. 
If you turned it down to a quarter, you wouldn't feel at all on the digital, and you're also only putting in a quarter amount of the energy. So there are debates. People debate they like the analog or they like the digital. The fact is they both work and they both work just as well. But if you're looking for more energy into the area with the digital, you can take more energy more comfortably than you can quite often with a analog type of machine. So Larry, to address your situation, what I would do if it's, if it's bothering you to take the sole and put it on your hip and turn it up, I would put a pillow or a inch and a half or so of a towel over that area to just kind of separate the signal a little bit meaning you're going to get a little less signal, but you're still getting a lot of energy into the area more than if you just put it up to where you're comfortable in, in that type of situation, because you have a very high, and again, I'm supposing some things here, but if you have a very high sensitivity, you can't go up. But if you buffer it, if you will, you can go up and it's still comfortable. I hope I was explained that clear enough because it gets a little confusing when we talk about the differences in the types of machines and the differences of energy that's delivered. But that is an option that you could apply in that type of situation. Uh, let's see, uh, Carrie, I've got a lot of pain, psoas muscle, uh, putting my leg through the large loop has been amazing. Absolutely. You, you just, it, again, the, the tissue responds very favorably when it's approached in different intensities from different directions. In other words, we're kind of fooling the tissue to continually receive the signal. And, and just sometimes just the angle maybe gets to that particular spot a little more appropriately or better than another angle. So as you say, uh, Carrie, putting your leg through that loop up to get your hip and your groin area is, is absolutely incredible. But to change that intensity, change that direction all the time is the thing that you, that you want to do in order to get the results that you're looking for. Aaron uh, makes a comment uh, in the area and great comment. Aaron says you might get a little more reactivity in the area, but it's, if it's not working anymore, it's not a contraindication to use MagnaWave over the area. Great comment, Aaron. Thank you so much. Okay, let's see if we have anything else. Uh, Tracy asked a question. I have a new client tomorrow that has an implant that was put in years ago to help with back pain. However, it has not worked for several years. Should I still be cautious even though it does not work? So in other words, they have an implanted medical device uh, that hasn't worked for a number of years. And so your question is, can you treat that area? Yes. If it's not working, the only thing we're worried about with an implanted device typically is that you can run the battery down. If there's a device there that's not being used, uh, then that's fine. Uh, you can you can you can treat. Uh, if it is being used, then you certainly want you don't want to potentially run down the battery, and you want to know what kind of device it is and what the battery configuration may be, and make sure that the company says or the doc says that it's that it's okay to use. But typically. When there is an implanted medical device, the issue that we're dealing with is not setting the device off. 
or making it so the device won't work. The, the issue is you could potentially run down the battery source to pow that powers the device. You wanna be careful of that. Now, some devices are not as critical. They can be charged, whatever it may be. Other devices require some people with brain shunts, if you will, or shunts in their, around their skull and their brain that have to be programmed on a computer and it's very expensive to do. You don't wanna do anything there to cause that situation to have to be gone through. Uh, that's cost very costly. Or if someone has a pacemaker or a defibrillator, you don't want to run those batteries down, but you're typically not going to set it off to where the defibrillator starts going and people are having, <laughs> you know, that type of situation. So that's where we always want to be cautious. That's where we always want to err on the side of safety and always talk to the doctors and the people that we're uh, dealing with. Uh, in those types of, uh, in, with those types of indications and in, in what they're dealing with in their life. Okay, if you have a question, send me a text, 502-599-9722. I will phone you back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is you'd like to discuss. If you uh, would, would like to uh, talk to me on CastBox, just hit the phone. If you like to ask a question in uh, Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn, sim simply put it in the stream and I will have a look at the question and answer it. Also to that end, of course, you know, MagnaCon's coming up the 11th and 12th of June. It'll be a live event. We'll have a lot of great speakers uh, that will uh, be providing information about large animals. I'm talking large animals, horses, cattle, uh, large livestock, perhaps I should say. Uh, Dr. Amanda will be with us talking about people. Dr. Uh, uh, Jerry Dreesen will be with us talking about that. Um, uh, Dr. Marty will be with us. We've just got a lot of great speakers who are going to be providing new information and in-depth information about what's going on. There will certainly be some discussions about COVID and, and all of that with regard to equipment. I'll bring you up to speed uh, with what we're, a couple of things that we're looking at, working on uh, with regard to viruses and, and so forth. So that's coming up. Uh, June 11th and 12th, be a lot of great information. What's going to happen is a speaker will present. They'll present their materials. They'll present their information. Dr. Brandon's going to be with us providing a neurological uh, frequency type of uh, conversations with his type of vibration equipment and so forth. But so the, the product, the, the talks will be given, and then the speakers will be available for a live Q&A after their talk. Some of the talks are recorded, and so they'll have the presentation, but after the presentation, they'll be with us to take your questions and provide you answers on the spot. And so that's what we're doing. It's a live event, those two days, uh, June 11th and 12th, coming up in just a couple of weeks. We'd love, love for you to visit us and be with us uh, for the MagnaCon 2020. Also, we're making some changes to the website. We're updating the website continually, some new sidebar uh, things are being applied this week. Uh, Chris and Elaine will go over them on Thursday during Elaine's two o'clock webinar on Thursday afternoon. So we'll have that information for you. A new practitioner portal, new things that are available to you that we're working with you to help your help you build your business and uh, things be successful for you uh, during these times. And so that's some stuff that's coming up uh, that you may want to pay and not, of course be aware of and uh, join us for these events. Um, Everybody can buy a ticket to MagnaCon, tell all your friends. Okay, that's from MagnaWave Corporate. What's the email I use to get the swag bag, Lisa? It's uh, uh, support at magnawavepmf.com. And the swag bag is for the folks that call in and talk with me. You're entered to enter into that contest. So if you want to send me a text, 502-599-9722, we'll enter you for in the drawing for some new swag, pretty neat stuff that we've uh, added to the uh, swag arena, if you will. So if you got questions, let me know. Uh, yes, Maureen, the MagnaCon schedule does look amazing. It's gonna be fun uh, to present this year. 
Um, so let's see, anything else? I'd be happy to answer questions. If not, I won't keep you too long. I know you're busy. I know there's a lot of stuff going on and I just don't want to sit here and rattle off and just keep talking. That's uh, not always easy and not always uh, fun to do, but I want to do it and I want to answer your questions, whatever they may be. So again, send me a text 502-599-9722. Ring me up on, uh, um, Facebook Messenger, if you'd like, or Portal, if you have it, and are also on uh, CastBox Live. I'll be happy to answer your questions on CastBox, and, and we can go forward there. You know, I was um, trying to think what I was reading this morning, talking about uh, persistence in these times, that you have to really pay attention to what's going on and, and be flexible in what you're doing and how you're approaching your customers and to pre present them with good viable information. Now of any time in your career, no matter what business you're in, no matter what your job may be, confidence in what you're doing is very important and people understanding what you're doing and seeing that in your face, even though it might be tough through the mask, but basically it's in your eyes. You know, I always talk about, I look at the horse's eyes and I can tell if the horse is comfortable or if he's not comfortable or what's going on, it's all in the eye. And so often I've noticed that when I see, you can see people smile through their eyes. Their eyes light up when they're smiling and, and they're happy. And I've kind of been paying attention to that as I've, as I've walked through the grocery store, when I've been out and if I'm wearing a mask, if I'm out and that I can actually try to see in someone's eye, you can see pain in an eye, you can see happiness in an eye. So, but people see what's genuine. And so if you're genuinely smiling at somebody, even through your mask, they can see it in your eye. And, and that's what's critical uh, for your business going forward and, and making things work for you in, in that respect as far as being in business and, and communicating. Communicating uh, through the eye is, is very important. You know, you, you look at people when you talk to them. I have that problem when I'm doing this. I get to look in and I'm at, at my window. So I got a lot of stuff going on outside. I see my fish in the pond and they're very busy mating this morning, by the way. Uh, so we may get some new fishies in, in, the, in the pond. But uh, I have a tendency you do that. But to look directly at the camera, to look at that one little spot sometimes is tough when I got the screen going on down here that I'm trying to look at. So eye contact is important uh, with, with anything you're doing and uh, to make yourself happier and healthier and happier in this uh, world that we're in today. Let's see, any more questions? Larry, you're welcome. Thank you for, for being with us this morning. It's always a pleasure to uh, come together and answer questions about health <clears throat> and wellness uh, to make everybody uh, everybody happy. And that, that's what it's all about. I don't see any other questions. Let's make, let's make a check here that I haven't missed something. Again, MagnaCon coming up June 11th and 12th. Certainly, uh, join us for MagnaCon. It should be a great time. Okay, uh, don't see anything else. Uh, let's see, what is the treatment protocol for sidewinders in equines? Sophia asks. Well, let me look here. Give it some thought. Okay, let me look here real quick. See if I can approach that. Sidewinders. Okay, so they have an abnormal uh, sidewinder is uh, when they abnormal pelvic limb limb gait with the hindquarters consists consistently shifted from one side of the body. 
uh, and they have other issues with related to that. Well, certainly when you're dealing with that through the pelvis and the back region, you want to deal with those areas. You want to treat them. And again, uh, what's causing that? What, what you know, the, maybe the veterinarian can help you with that. What's the, what the cause is, or is it something that's genetic or whatever it may be? But certainly when you're talking about the pelvic region, they're shifting, there is discomfort, something's going on, overall body treatment of the area, overall bo rear body treatment of the horse in those areas or the animal in those areas causing that, causing that shifting. And, and, you, and, that, and a lot of things can be doing that. We do have a, a call that's coming in that we're going to return, but a lot of things can be causing that. So the general situation would be a general overall treatment, uh, Sophia, to approach those uh, those situations to try to you know find what's what's causing it and what's bringing it on. If you do it and you get some relief, then do it again and see if you get some more relief uh, to the area. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's bring this up. Let's open it up. Small dog. Okay, let me bring them up here and we'll have the question and see what's going on. Hello. Hello, Pat here. How are you? Yeah. Good. You have a question? Um, yes, I have a dog who I took to the vet, and uh, he had puppies two days before I took her to the vet last Friday, mm -hmm. and she's anemic. She, I believe she didn't expel all of her placenta, because after I did the first PEMF treatment with my semi-3, she expelled some of the placenta. Okay. Um, and um, she's anemic, she has calcium deficiency, and um, something else I can't remember now. <laughs> but um, I magnawaved her again last night. Uh -huh. And should I do once a day or twice a day? Or in a situation like that, I mean, certainly there, there's a lot of trauma to giving birth, and then you could have some complications with a placenta. And then as you talk about, there could be some vitamin deficiency that's going on. Uh, are you replacing the vitamins? Are they giving you, are you ever going to a good vitamin regimen to get that, to get the overall immunity and, and health of the body elevated with, with good supplementation? Yes, um, I'm giving her NutraCal as okay. well, and uh, another daily vitamin. To, and also, um, I wanted to ask about the like the silver or the water. Okay. Uh, that um, because I've got some silver shield water that I've been giving her as well, but I didn't know if the. Um, uh, uh, okay. Two, two, two things. Um, you uh, you can answer the question on the water that you're receiving. Is it a colloidal silver or a what type of silver is it? Um, I'm not sure. It just says 20 parts per million ionic silver. Ionic silver. Uh, -huh. uh 20 parts per million. Um, it sounds like it's probably a colloidal type of silver because they're larger parts, um, per million. Um, but, so I'll, I'll approach that. But but first, coming back to the treating of the animal, if you've got it on a good vitamin supplementation, and certainly there is stress to the body, it wasn't a, a traumatic type of thing. I uh, don't know the size, but to answer your questions, can you do it uh, once a day, twice a day? Yes. 
if it's convenient for you to treat the to treat the animal a couple of times a day for let's say 30 minutes per treatment, you're not going to hurt anything. Uh, and, and you're going to help the blood flow and the blood oxygenation, which is all critical to the healing of anything, critical to the muscle structure to help it push out or, or uh, remove uh, from its body or push away from its body, the placenta and, and things like that that are causing a problem. You want good strength, muscle strength. You want good blood flow. You want good blood oxygenation to give all of that the best world uh, to operate in in a healthy manner. Uh, so I, I would certainly, re, I, for, for you to have a machine and, and to treat your animal for a period of days after birth is not a problem. Uh, and, and you're not going to hurt anything uh, by doing that. Now, coming to the water, uh, for example, um, there is a difference between colloidal silver and in the water that we're using with with the hydrowave. We are nano-sized particles of silver that's in our in our water. So initially the silver is there. And let me back up. The silver for years has been a natural antibiotic basically uh, for the body. And then we started creating real antibiotics. And so the silver kind of moved off to the side. But uh, colloidal silver was originally used as a topical for burns and body wounds and that type of thing. And then people began to take it internally to help cleanse or disinfect the body. The challenge is with, with colloidal silver, and it's not, you don't take colloidal silver and turn blue, but there are people who have taken colloidal silver in huge or large amounts and they have some skin discoloration as, as a result. Why? Because the larger particles can leach to the body. You, you, you don't want heavy metals like that in the body. Even though they may be working to do what they're saying they're trying to accomplish, you want things that don't leach into the into the body and in, in, in that type of situation. So you want a nano-sized particle of silver, less than one part per million in size, so it will be discharged from the body. It can do its job, but be discharged. It does where it's leaching, it's not doing any, if it leaches somewhere, it's not able to go through your system and do the job. So you want something that's going to move through the system and better facilitate what it's meant to do. Now the silver is in our water as a, as a vehicle, as, as a bonding agent, if you will. The oxygen, the way they process this attaches to the silver and then you ingest it and the silver by being silver, presses, passes through your blood brain barrier into the bloodstream and carries these, these clusters of oxygen, thereby attacking, uh, attacking areas of, of uh, infection or areas of bacteria and negative charged cells. It goes after those. It doesn't go after the positive cells, the good cells. It goes after the negative charged bacterial cells that are there. And, and so that's, that's what it does. At the same time, by virtue of being silver, it can help disinfect the areas of the body that need help with the silver disinfecting properties that are there. So that gives you a little clarity. In this situation with your dog, uh, if there's not an infection, not a bacterial situation going on, while the silver could be beneficial and the oxy oxygenated water could be beneficial, would it be necessary in this case? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not after you to just do things because we have them on the shelf. We need to do things that we have on the shelf because we found that they work in specific types of situations. Uh, but I would look at that. I would find out if that's a colloidal silver, uh, and based on its size and so forth. Uh, and people, people will say things, you know, you, you got to look at the parts per million. You want nano sized 
very few parts per million. So it, it, it does not leach to the tissue. It's that type of situation. So there's a look at that. That doesn't mean that those silver products are not good. It just need to be up on what's good about the silver, the silver products. Same thing with vitamins. They're talking about vitamin D3 for the coronavirus and you take a, take an X amount of it, but you don't want to overload on it. You know, those, those types of things. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Thank you very much. I you're, appreciate it. You're welcome. Support at Magnuway PMF to be entered in the drawing for the uh, grab bag. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good questions. Uh, gave me an opportunity. That's what I love about conversations because she all of a sudden brought up the, the silver and the hydrowave and how it can apply and how it should be used. And, and it, we're very keen on, on suggesting things that we've seen wonderful results for and how they work and how we can help you use those same tools to for the betterment of your health and that of your clients uh, going forward. Sophia, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, any other questions, simply uh, put them in the uh, stream and I'd be happy to answer them or give me a call at 502-599-9722. This is the routine we go into. So if we don't get any questions, we're going to, we're going to, it's, we're at uh, 48 minutes into the broadcast at this point, which is good. And uh, we certainly enjoy that and always in, uh, always um, happy to be here with you. Okay. I uh, don't see any other questions coming forward at this point. It is good that we've had some callers and uh, appreciate that. Um, let's see, nothing else coming. Okay, MagnaCon's coming up in a couple of weeks. If you have questions, please feel free to call the MagnaWave office, 833-MAGNAWAVE. Um, and is that correct, Chris? 833-MAGNAWAVE, that's it, 833-MAGNAWAVE. They change these numbers on me and I, I, I miss up on them sometimes. But, uh, and ask to talk to Aaron in training or Chris in marketing or Lane or Cameron, anybody to get your product questions answered or to get help with marketing or training, anything it may be, we're here for you to answer those questions. And of course, I'm here on Tuesdays at noon and um, we'll stay at this time. Will office hours be staying at this time? Uh, Carrie, we changed in order to get the folks uh, on the West Coast be able to be with us. And it looks like we will be at this time uh, for the time to come. Um, you know, I originally did them at nine in the morning and two in the afternoon in order to get both sides uh, of the country. And I did it early in the morning. So people would be able to get after it before their day got busy or before their day got going. And uh, during this uh, pandemic time, uh, Chris did some research and we just found that this time frame, noontime is kind of works for, for everyone. So we're glad to be here in, in the near future, in the foregoing. It looks like that's when we will be here is at uh, noon on Tuesdays. And of course, Lane comes on Thursday afternoons. Uh, she has a webinar where she deals, uh, she sometimes deals with the certified practitioners. Other times she goes on the website or on the Facebook page to cover just general questions in general. So there you have it. Uh, thank you for being with me. Don't forget MagnaCon coming up. I'll be there. A lot of good folks will be there. Uh, so thanks for being with me. Have a great day. Wave on to happiness, health, and wellness. See you later. Bye-bye.